Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Droppe Gaming Podcast. This one you're listening to is the rather auspicious episode 98. We're getting very close to the ton. Mm-hmm. And that's Matt, you hearing? Yeah, we're closing in. Yeah, we're getting there. It's pretty cool. Only been a long, long time since we started. So <laughs> Five and a half years. <laughs> Better late than never. Killing it. Oh, yes. But uh, we are going to have a quick chat about some of the games we've been playing recently since our last recording. Um, and then we're going to have a bit of a spoiler about Uncharted 4. So, we'll let you know before we get into that so you can turn it off if you haven't played it yet. Yeah. If, if you haven't played it yet, I don't know what you're waiting for though. Seriously, it yeah. is incredible. You should have you should have bought it after our last episode where we were fucking gushing about it. Yeah, definitely. What kind of listeners are you? <laughs> you should ask yourselves that. Yeah, That's every sure. every day. That's right. Why would you listen to this crap? Um, anyway... So, um, Matt, that you... wasn't what I was getting at. <laughs> but they should ask themselves that anyway. Yeah, yeah. Like Definitely. while we're on the topic, <laughs> um, we've had a couple of uh, different games playing at the moment. Um, Matt's been playing one that he's been spending a hell of a lot of time playing. Oh yeah, called Prison Architect. Yeah, Prison Architect. It's um, yeah, it's pretty fucking good actually. It's a uh, so uh, how do you it, describe it? It's it kind of like surprise me how much you've played this game. To be honest, oh man, <laughs> I've, I've played at least twenty to thirty hours. Wow, I would say like I pretty much spent all day. What yesterday? Yeah, yesterday I was at Laura's house, my fiance. Uh, woke up at. Yeah, around about eight, um, she took the kids to their dad's place and then her plan was to just study all day. She's studying to be a nurse. Uh, so she was going to do that. I quickly went home, you know, went and got a haircut, stuff like that. Went back over there and played Prison Architect literally all day until we left to go and see the Little Shop of Horrors play <laughs> at like 6 p.m. So I played like eight hours, probably eight or nine hours. Plus, uh, I've pro- before that, I'd probably played 20 hours easily. So I'm probably over 30, 40, probably cruising towards 40 hours now. Yeah, I would say so. Which is handy to know considering... So this game comes out June 28th, which is in uh, 23 days from as we're recording. Today's the 5th. Um, and apparently it's going to retail for like $38. Wow. It's digital only. Um, and looking at it, you wouldn't think, you'd think, well, like personally I look at it and I go, 38 bucks? are you fucking joking? That's a little bit excessive. But um, considering I've put like 40 hours into it, that's now, you know, it's cruising towards being less than a dollar an hour. <laughs> for entertainment value, which True. is pretty damn good. Um, it all depends. For the type of game it is, that yeah. that does surprise me. Yeah, but it all depends on what kind of stuff you're into. And if you are the type of person who's into this sort of game, then 
you know, probably thirty-eight bucks isn't that big of a uh, an outlay. No, very for true. the for the value you're getting. So the because um, it's it's basically a, a, a top-down. You know, you're the warden of a game of a you know prison, and mm-hmm. you've got to build the whole thing. You get grants and everything. But it, the thing that really has surprised me with what you've told me about it is just how you can micromanage absolutely every detail mm. of what it would take to be a warden in a prison. It's yeah, it's insane. So a little bit of background. Basically, what they call it is a private prison construction and management simulation. Um, and it was it it was initially made for PC. It was crowdfunded um, from like September 2012. So it's been around for like four years. Um, it sold it sold over a million copies in in the alpha stage before it was officially released in 2015. So October last year it was officially released, and then they've been working on an Xbox One. Xbox 360 and PS4 version, which is what I've been playing. Um, it was ported over by Double Eleven, who are the people, the same people who did um, what are those ones that are like everyone always friggin' plays? <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, those ones. Um, let me think for a second. They made uh, Pixel Junk Shooter. And Pixel Junk Shooter Ultimate, the ports for them, Pixel Junk. A lot of the Pixel Junk games were brought over to the PS4 and PC by them. Uh, Goat Simulator. Oh yeah, which that is was a free game. Yeah, Nom Nom Box this week. Nom Nom Galaxy was another one that I think was free on PlayStation Plus at some point. Maybe not, but they also ported Limbo to Xbox One and PS4. So their their wheelhouse is porting games to the new systems, obviously. Um, If I had to... So, yeah, like you said, Prison Architect, you take the role of the prison warden to run a prison, and you can either... There's two game modes, Prison Warden and Prison Architect. Prison Warden, you just take over running pre-designed prisons, which is fairly good if you're into the micromanaging and stuff, but... The real meat and potatoes of this game is in the architect mode where you depending on the difficulty and the settings you choose when you create your level, um, you start with a certain amount of money on this empty space and then you build a prison. Mm. Um, you have you know you've got to make sure you've got the right prison cells for the different type of prisoners, so like you might have a really confined and limited cell for some and a luxury cell with all kinds of stuff like bookshelves and shit in it um, for others. Then you've got to have, you know, guards, doctors, janitors, gardeners, the whole, everyone that you needed, that you need to run a prison basically. And then you can go in and micromanage things like uh, the quality and quantity of meals that they get, um, their, their hourly schedule of the prisoners. So like you can set them to um, sleep for eight hours and then go in lockup for an hour and then go and eat for two hours and then four hours working, free time, all that stuff. And depending on how you organize that, uh, it changes how the prisoners, I guess, respond. Like if you don't let them sleep enough or you don't let them eat enough or you work them too hard or you don't give them any free time, then they can riot. (laughs) 
at which point they start killing cops and burning <laughs> stuff. It's fucking crazy. Um, I guess it, like, how would you describe it? It's kind of like, uh, it's initially I was thinking like, oh, it's like Sim City or something like that, but it's more like Sim City obviously is a whole city, whereas this is just sort of one area. Yeah, it's building. kind of like, I don't know, even more, it's a bit like, uh, the, what was it? Sim Hospital or something like, like that. Theme Hospital, stuff theme like hosp- that. Yeah, like those kind of games, but even graphically even way more minimized mm. like it, it is literally just almost icons of yeah. things running around and they're, they're you know as you're playing it you've got it in super fast so that it doesn't take forever to play um and they're like a little blur just speeding around and then yeah. you know cops will run it like go in and grab somebody and take them to the outside for a bit of exercise or whatever and that person will just do laps <laughs> yeah, well, they will run back inside into their cell. They're pretty much um, kind of they look after themselves, and then the police just uh, all your guards are there. So, like, if they try to shank someone, then you go and tr- they drag them away into solitary for however long. And you can set how long they're in solitary for as well. So, like, you can go in and be like, "Oh, you complained. You go to solitary for two hours, <laughs> or <laughs> you stabbed someone. You go to solitary for you know two days. You know." You can change all the time periods and stuff like that, which means that you can effectively and like it has reform programs and shit like that as well. So you can run a prison where your your goal is to give them, you know, skills so that when they get parole they can be a, a good citizen. Or you can run a prison where there is no escape and there's armed guards in every hallway and if you fuck up you will get fucking you know, treated very poorly. So it has a a lot of stuff like that. Um, Like you said, you you can run it in super fast mode or you can... There's three speed modes and then pause, obviously. So if you want to construct stuff, you can pause it. Um, But the biggest downside that I found with it is once your prison gets quite large, like at the moment I've got one that's sort of a medium size, once it gets to a certain size, it really fucking slows down. Like... Um, the frame rate. Oh, really? Yeah, it gets really fucking bad to the point where you can have it in... Like, it, when you first start, if you go super fast mode, it's like the clock in the top is ticking by the minutes and it's going like 20, 21, 22, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, like quickly like that. But once your prison gets really large, it's going like 1, 2... Three, so even in super fast, I can't even imagine what it would be like in the slowest speed. Yeah, it'd be almost one minute for one minute, I reckon. <laughs> but you might need that with so many people running around. Mm. But yeah, so that gets frustrating because obviously you want to make a really cool, fucking huge prison that's well designed and looks cool mm. because you can then upload it to the world. It has World of Wardens where you can upload your map for well, other got, people. It's to got download. well built in, mm. so cool. other people can download your map and play it and see if they like it you know um so obviously you want to have a and like plus why build something if it's not going to be cool as fuck well exactly so yeah but yeah i'm seriously enjoying it uh apart from that frame rate thing well yeah i mean for me it's definitely not the kind of game i'd enjoy definitely not micromanagement to me is the most frustrating and annoying thing yeah (laughs) <laughs> so 
I would not enjoy it at that level. Like maybe the first little bits before it got too big, I might enjoy it. Mm. Just having a muck around and getting used to it and stuff like that. But then as soon as that kind of shit gets serious to me, I'm just like, fuck this. Just let me shoot someone in the face. Yeah. It can get super frustrating with things like when the prisoners riot. For some, there was a um, while there that I was talking to you about before we started recording where um, basically I put myself in a corner with my finances and then my prisoners all rioted and basically killed all my guards. <laughs> and it completely fucked me and it took like multiple hours for me to recover it where, you know, maybe it potentially could have just started again yeah, and given up. But um, it seemed like a couple of times they were rioting for no fucking reason, which is weird. Um, but I guess if you're in prison, it's like, hey, let's riot. Why the fuck well, not? What else you got to do? But the other thing that can fuck you in this game is uh, fires. Sometimes when prisoners are rioting or just when they're not rioting and they're in the shit, a shit mood, they can start a fire. <laughs> and you can put out sprinklers and stuff like that for fire suppression and you can call in the fire brigade. But I had one, the first map that I did was a massive prison and um, it was super impressive. And then all of a sudden a fire started in the fucking power, build, uh, the power oh, no. room. Yeah. And my power room is like the power generator, and then the water pump. And the water pump's connected to all the sprinklers. So <laughs> the fire started in the power room, destroyed the power, which also stopped the water pump. But it destroyed the water pump anyway. <laughs> and I had negative money because I was overextending myself while I was building it. And so then the next thing I know, like three quarters of my prison is burnt to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Yeah, and I was like, well, fuck it. Closed, reloaded the last save, which is the other downside. The saves in it, it doesn't um, necessarily auto-save all the time, even though it says it has auto-save. I don't know why that is, but the auto-save doesn't seem to be working properly, and I've had a couple of times where the game has crashed, and I've lost lots of time that I've put into it. So, yeah, that's... I mean, there's a couple of... The frame rate and crashing and stuff, I guess, is stuff that can potentially be patched. I don't know how much you can patch the frame rate. Mm. But, um, yeah, in general, I think it's a really cool game. Um, unless it's, like, totally your style of game, I don't know if $38 is a is the right price point for it. Yeah. See, for me, if I spent 38 bucks on it, I'd be like, hmm, kind of think it would be worth maybe 15 For me, for the amount of time that I'd put into it. And for the level of challenge that I'd be willing to let it take me to, yeah, you know, I'd be just like, ah, nah, that, that'll do me now. Yeah, well, there is multiple difficulty levels. Like, so you can you can have um, fail conditions. So if there is a riot and it goes on for too long, then you can fail, and the government takes over the prison, and you just get booted out. And you have to start a new game. Mm -hmm. uh, the same with if there's a fire and you don't control it. Like if too many prisoners or staff die, then you can fail if you have those fail conditions on. But then there's also on the more difficult difficult uh, mode, there is prison gangs. So wow. it adds this extra layer where certain rooms like common rooms and the security room and stuff like that become targets for prison gangs. And you can keep an eye on the number of prison members in your in your prison. There's three different 
gangs. I think they're like the Diablos and something like that. But um, once they get enough members, they can start claiming rooms and then they basically control the common room. And if anyone wants to use it, they have to pay a toll to get in. And then if you want to clear them out, you've got to send guards in to sort of clear them out of the rooms. So Sounds pretty hardcore. Yeah. Mm. There's a lot of stuff going on in the game. Like, we've only scratched the surface talking about it now. But, mm. yeah, I'm enjoying it quite quite a lot. Well, from that to a very different type of game that I've been playing um, is Homefront The Revolution. Mm. Now, I was... If anybody ever played the the first home front, there was only minimal things that were actually good about that game, and it tanked, didn't it? Like everybody who played it, didn't yeah. Like I think it was broken. Parts. I think it was broken. There was a lot of stuff in it that just didn't. Uh, it was just shit. Yeah, it really was, and the I feel kind of bad for this home front. Because there's a lot about that. This one that sucks ass too. Like it can be a really shit game. Um, well, they it did change um, development midway through because wasn't it THQ? I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Um, and then obviously it got bought by Deep Silver. Yeah, Deep Silver picked it up. I think yeah. someone else was developing it as well. It was a weird, it was kind of a weird one, yeah. It was definitely THQ, and then, um, I think they had uh, what's that? Oh, I'm struggling here. There's a the crisis. The developers of Crisis. Oh, um, yeah. The ones are they, are they called made. Crisis? <laughs> um, cry something. Crytek. Crytek. Because it is it's made with um with the Cry engine. Mm. So but it's just the like some of the things you notice when you first start playing this game is it's it feels just wrong. Like the just the, the moving and the looking around, like the frame rates are bad. Mm. It's not smooth at all. Um, and then you have conversations with people and there's nearly no lip syncing at all in the <laughs> conversations. So it's like watching a bad like Chinese Kung Fu movie. And then it's so bizarre. Like it, It's like the way they've tried to make this game is a combination of lots of games. And I, I've really felt parts of other games that I've played within this, like the movement, a lot of the way the game is kind of designed to have different parts involved. It's kind of like Dying Light, um, where there's a lot of like, you know, you can jump on cars and there's a bit of parkour type stuff going on. Um, the the way it moves is almost identical to that. And that's a year old game. You know, and it, it feels very similar in a lot of ways to that game. Um, the shooting is fucking atrocious. Um, 
I actually noticed just going through the the menu. I mean, going through you know the the setup game menu. Um, I have shooting assist on, and I swear to God, I have missed probably seventy percent of the shots that I've bloody shot at anyone mm. because it's so touchy. As soon as like you you aim, if you're not dead on it. And then that person moves, or you slightly move, you're going to miss. And the people move quite quickly, so yeah, it's just weird. Like it, I don't know. Any other shooting game on a console, it needs to be a little bit more forgiving than this one is. Um, just because you know, when you've got a mouse and a keyboard, this game would be heaps better because you could actually use it and then shoot properly. But with this, with a controller in your hand, it's a very different story, and it just does not work well. Um, the game itself is, it, like I remember large parts of, of Homefront, the first one, were very much on rails. You know, it was all like the old, I kind of liken it in my head, I suppose, to the old um, Call of Duties, where you're running down streets and things like that. Um, and you've got an objective and a mission that you're out there doing. With this one, it's it's kind of like The Division. Um, and in other ways, it's very similar to Mad Dogs. Is that what it was called? Um, you know, the hacking one? Uh, Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs, yeah. They're announcing apparently Watch Dogs 2 is going to be in E3 this year. Oh, that's which cool. Which is exciting. Yeah, that is. Just to fucking interrupt you. Yeah, sure, go for it. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's very much like that. Like it's a, a, a big open world and then you've got to go and try and take over small parts of, of you know the bad guys. So the, basically the story is, which is like a three-minute video at the start, um, North Korea actually um, decided to start making heaps and heaps of really cheap, high-tech, um, like tablets and phones and all that kind of shit. And America started buying them up because they were really, really cheap. Mm. Then their technology got so good that they just surpassed anyone else in the market and they were still selling all their shit really cheap. So they continued making heaps of money, just leaps and bounds from you know anyone else. And then by the year... Uh, 2026, 25 maybe, they started making weaponry. And then they started selling the weaponry. So they were making like, you know, just hardcore guns and, you know, there's like, um, uh, uh, it's like a little tank kind of thing <laughs> with a laser on it. And it's laser automated. Tank. Yeah, laser tanks. And automated laser tanks. And they're like they're the, they're the you know, worst. mobile turrets with lasers. It's crazy. But anyway, so then they started making planes and helicopters and the boats and the submarines and absolutely everything. And America kept buying it all. And then when they wanted to invade, they just pressed a button and turned it all off and then just walked in. So it made me laugh because I thought, you know, I'm sure that there's some people that probably would go, that's really good, like we'll buy heaps of shit while it's really cheap from North Korea. 
but there's people that are smarter than that. And, you know, I'm sure the American government wouldn't just go, let's buy all of it from one place. <laughs> it's, you know, it's still I think they have an ally. Like, I think they have, like, boycotts on them anyway. <laughs> yeah, most probably. But yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting out. story. Yeah, and it was very quickly introduced as well. Like, there's just a monologue of a guy telling you the story over, like, two minutes. Uh, yeah. And then it's like, okay, and now you're playing. So... It was very brushed over, like, you know, stupid story, get on with it. Um, and then the rest of the time is, like, you've got all these outposts in, in the city. It's in uh, Philadelphia. And, yeah, you're in the, like, little suburban areas kind of deal. And, um, yeah, you're basically just going through trying to take over the outposts and as you do that one of the cool things that they put in it that i hadn't really seen in any other game was um you've got to try and uh like you've got these different objectives and it's called um hearts and minds um so you do like sabotage to there's like you know speakers on generators that just constantly have you know a recorded message about propaganda oh not really propaganda, but more just warnings. Like, don't do it. And it's all in English, like in, oh, yeah. in in American voice. And it's all like, you know, don't do anything stupid, or you, you know, you'll feel the force of them, or you know, things like that. Um, and anyway, so you can go around and cut the wires so those go off, and then that kind of when that happens, you've got to bail because there'll be some guards that'll go, oh shit, that's not. I can't hear that anymore, so they'll wander down to have a look and see what's going on. Um, you pick up bricks and you can throw them at um, there's like uh, sensory cameras around in certain areas, so you can throw them at the cameras and break them. Um, obviously, there's guards that you can just shoot, but then they'll hear the gunfire, so you want to try and sneak up on them and stuff like that. So I was mucking around a fair bit at the start, and then. I kind of realized that normally the guards are either just wandering around by themselves or there'll be like a patrol with like five or six guards and one of these like automated little turret gun things or there'll be like a people mover, an armored tank kind of thing and, you know, there'll be other people around that. So as you're just running around, there's no point like hiding and waiting for guards to come and walk towards you because there's a little bar that has like the notice bar. So it comes up and it shows you an arrow of the direction the person's seen you from. And then that arrow then goes more and more red. And when it gets to full red, that means they've noticed you and then they start shooting. And then if you leave them for a a second in between shots kind of thing, or you try and reload, they call for help. So it's not like, Oh, you've been spotted all of a sudden the heat's on. Yeah. So I just started running around. And if I ran, even from like the other end of a street kind of thing, if they started noticing me, by the time I got to them, they were just fully noticing me. And then I could just Wait stand in the face. Yeah. <laughs> You're not supposed to be here. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, whoa, he's getting bigger. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Hang on. Yeah, no, it was weird. Like it it just has a lot of really dumb flaws in it in this game. Yeah. And things that 
like I was saying, I feel bad for this game because it came out a week after Uncharted 4. And I know it's a very different type of game, but Uncharted 4 is the type of game. It's a story, and the majority of people will buy it to play the story, not for the multiplayer. Yeah. So it's the kind of thing, it's like, okay, I'm done with that now. Either I play it again or I move on to the next game. And the next game was going to be home front for many people. And, yeah, it just, like chalk and cheese. You know, Mm. like this is like playing a PlayStation, like, 3 game compared to Uncharted 4, which is, like, the best fucking game I've ever played. Yeah. And it's a real letdown for this, just on its own merits, you know. Um, To be honest, though, like, I have... I've given it a really good go. I've pretty much unlocked nearly everything in the first section of the game now. Mm. Um, So I've probably put in maybe 15 hours already. So I've given it a good crack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's about how long it took to play all of Uncharted. So, you know, I've done it. I'm surprised it's that that long. It is pretty big. Like, I've been fucking around a lot, though. Because because it is an open world game, you know, it's like when I played um, Just Cause. You know, I just went from outpost to outpost to outpost. I didn't do any of the storyline at all. Yeah, same. I didn't um, even finish that game because no, I, I was like, well, all the outposts are done, so I fucking beat it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then it's like, you mean I have to travel all the way back there just to go and do the story now? So... But I've been, like, there are parts of it that I've been kind of enjoying, but there's also other parts that you, uh, there's such glaring kind of faults with the game that it's taking away from the fun, which is really disappointing because it could have been so much better. But, you know, talk about getting stuck on rocks. This game is fucking horrendous at that. (laughs) Um, It's dumb. There's other parts where there'll be like a ledge that you it looks like you can jump to. So you spend 10 minutes like trying to get to the top of this building so you can jump from one to the other and you do it and then you fall short and then you die. Um, yeah, that happened multiple times until I realized, hang on, I'm obviously not going to make this jump. But, you know, like with every game, there's like a blue piece of tarpaulin hanging over something to tell you that that's the next thing you've got to get to. Um, and it just, you can't get to it. So I don't understand why they did shit like that just to fuck with people. Yeah, um, probably just to fuck with you specifically. Yeah, probably. <laughs> It'll be removed in the next patch. Um, but yeah, it's the other thing that has annoyed me probably about the game Um is that there's kind of sections of it that don't really seem to have any direction to it at all. And I find that quite frustrating. You know, it is like it's the type of game where I guess, you know, you've got to get into an outpost and then you've got to clear all the bad dudes and then you've got to go and like log into a computer or something to take over or whatever it is. Um, but there's been parts of this where you go in and you go and kill everybody in the little outpost area and then you're running around just trying to figure out what the fuck you've got to do. And in one section it was just you had to click on like a bag of flour 
but there was nothing anywhere to say that that's what you had to do. It was just a thing that I randomly I walked past after I'd killed everyone and I'd been searching every inch of this goddamn little section of the map. And then finally I went, oh, that's a, a highlighted thing that I can click on. And then I clicked on it and that's, you know, but it took me 20 minutes mm. of running around. Um, there were some pretty funny bits as well. Like uh, when you've got your, like your little heat bar, once that's full, you've got to either go and hide and there's like trash cans you can hide in and portaloos and stuff um, that you can hide in if you're not b- being seen at that moment. Um, but there was one bit where <laughs> I ran and I got um, noticed by a whole group of guards and then I noticed that there was a, a building I could get into and I ran to the building and I ran all the way up to the top floor of the building and these like not, I call them cops, I suppose, because they kind of look like riot squad cops. They're all done up in, you know, their funky gear. And um, yeah, anyway, the, these soldiers just kept piling into the building and they just kept, like, walking up the stairs right in front of me. So I just crouched at the top of the stairs and just kept the gun at a certain level, which was pretty much head height. <laughs> and then I would have killed, like, maybe 50 or more of these dudes. And I just sat there for ages just waiting for them. And then like I'd kill like three or four and there was a pile, seriously, like a pile of bodies, like nearly filling this room that they couldn't get into anymore. And I just, (laughs) I I didn't know what to do after a while because they couldn't get in and I couldn't get out. So there was nothing left. Like I started throwing like pipe bombs and shit to try and blow up the, the body so that there was hmm. some room. But every time that happened, another dude tried to get in and I'd have to shoot him and he'd plug that hole again. Um, and there was like maybe 15 of these, uh, you know, soldiers sitting on the outside of the room trying to get in. So I ended up just throwing grenades at my feet and killing myself because I couldn't do anything else. But yeah, it turns out that I've killed a lot of people in this game just by doing shit like that just getting stuck and going, all right, well, I'm just going to sit here and just take them all out. That's fucking bizarre. And then they don't stop. They just keep coming. And that's really bizarre to me. But anyway, um, but it's not too bad. Like there are some major faults. Like I said, um, yesterday I text you, Matt, and I said, uh, I'd probably rate this maybe a two and a half out of five drop bears. Yeah. That seemed, I saw um, that and I was like, oh, that's pretty fucking optimistic. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I don't know. I'd probably stick to two and a half at this point. Um, cause I can see that there's like, it's, it's a game that maybe you could pick up in a month or two when it's half price maybe even less, maybe 30, 40 bucks, and it might be okay. You don't think it would just be a complete waste of time? Um, like it has some kind of merit to it. It does. It, it's got some, but it, it seriously plays like an older game, and there's not a lot of polish on it. Um, but yeah, when, when I compare it to games, like I said, like um, Watch Dogs, uh, Dying Light, you know, games like that, they turned out to be kind of fun. You know, they were good games. Mm. And when I'm putting it in that kind of a genre, I guess, 
some people are going to find it probably fun, but <laughs> it's not at all. <laughs> <laughs> not uh, to burn the shit out of it, but well, yeah, not yeah. to burn. I'm not saying yeah. that it's. it's I'm not, not trying to be mean, but rat. it's completely shit. Yeah, no, it's uh, it definitely needs work. So, and that's <laughs> not going to happen, but that's okay. But anyway, moving on. Um, that's fucked. I also got uh, for the X Bone. Um, I got the new. Um, uh, what's his name? Sherlock Holmes game. And oh yeah, how's I that? Haven't started it yet. I wanted oh. to play a bit more of Homefront for talking about on today's recording. So now I think I'm probably going to play a little bit more Homefront, and then I'll drop it and move on, and then oh, play some Sherlock Holmes. Wing it my way when you're finished. Sure. Yep, sounds good. Well, the other game we've played a little bit of is a free game, free to play called Smite. Hmm. Which we did want to have a, an actual game together. But, but unfortunately, uh, I had to clean my shitty house today, so... And build your fucking prisons, prisons. for the last <laughs> week. <Yeah. laughs> I keep being like, oh, yeah, I need to try out Smite, like, get into it. But then I'm like, oh, I've just... I've got a couple more trophies that I need to get. <laughs> but it's not bad, like... I I played it a bit, um, and both my boys played it as well. And my youngest one thinks it's fantastic. Yeah, he's, he's had it. a yeah he's had a lot of fun playing the game, and it's kind of cool. Like, it's a bit like Dota, um, but it's a third person kind of Dota game. It's hmm. like uh, you know you you're playing an arena, and it's capture the flag type thing. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's kind of fun. Like, there's a lot of characters in it. There are so many of the. Basically, like, there's. You choose a god to be in the game, and there's like. Um, is it four or five characters in your group? I think it's 5v5. Yeah, I think it is too. Um, yeah, so, you know, you, you choose your god and everyone else chooses theirs and then you've got all these minions that spawn and you know just try and cause terror against the other gods um and you've got to defend the your area whilst trying to get those minions to as close to i guess the spawn point of the opposition so that they can do more damage mm. and it's not bad like it's uh i mean it's a pretty tried and true kind of format you know games like this have been around forever yeah i don't really play them so Mm -hmm. i'm kind of looking forward to giving it a bit more of a go um so maybe by the next time we we record i might have something to fucking say about it (laughs) (laughs) well in a few ways it reminds like it's more cartoony to look at but it reminds me of um the lord of the rings game very similar where it was, uh, you chose, I can't remember which one it was. Um, uh, anyway, it doesn't matter the name of it, but uh, it was a Lord of the Rings game and you got to choose either the good guys or the bad guys and, you know, same kind of deal. Mm. But, um, yeah, this one's, I don't know, it, your, your character, like the characters that are in it have some really cool kind of attacks and... Because it is a bit more cartoony, it um, allows for a, you know, a, a bit more, uh, I guess, 
leeway with with some of the the way that they portray the moves, and that's kind of cool. So, but yeah, it's it's the kind of game I'd I'd like to put a bit more time into as well. Mm. But um, yeah, it's it's a free game, and if anybody's got the time, jump on and have a bit of a go because I think a fair few people would enjoy it, especially if you can get a party together. Yeah, I I sent uh, I'm pretty sure I sent some messages around to some people that I know, being like, "Hey, join this fucking game." Oh yeah. They didn't. <laughs> They're like, no, idiots. <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> Do I know you? Fuck are you? Leave me alone, I told you. You just get all these messages back just saying stop, like it's some spam. Yeah, unsubscribe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just get the word back, stop, in capitals. Fuck. But anyway, no, pretty cool. Um. I was a bit upset when I heard that uh, No Man's Sky has been delayed. Yeah, it was supposed to be a good birthday present for me. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah, it's no one's birthday present. Yeah, exactly. Jeez. Yeah, that's upsetting. It's So it's delayed until August, unfortunately. Mm. I guess you've got to do what you've got to do. You want the game to be awesome. Mm, no, true. But still, that doesn't really cut it, does it? It <laughs> makes me wonder, like, it, did they delay it? So that I don't know. This this always is a question. Whenever I see a big or a game being delayed, did they delay it so that they can just write a massive patch to fix it, and then they think that that patch is going to take an extra two months or an extra month, whatever it's going to be, and then the what's already pressed onto the discs is going to stay, and that's going to get shipped out, and then as soon as you put it in, it'll be an extra five gig patch. Um, or are they going to try and put more data onto the disk so that people don't have to download massive patches? But it always seems that there's a massive patch no matter what. Uh, I think it'll be a huge patch, but I think, I don't know, it's hard to say. My my Every time this happens, my go-to in my head is like, oh, there's a, a game-breaking fucking issue. Mm. But that's not always necessarily the case. Like Uncharted got delayed multiple times and that turned out to be pretty fucking good. Yeah, it did. So, yeah. I don't know. It's a weird one, isn't it? Mm. But, you know, better late than never. It's better that they bring it out, you know, six weeks later than bring out something that might potentially have a massive breaking issue. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, I was really surprised with Homefront. Like, by the time I got it, it had already been out for a week and a bit, I think. Can't remember the release date, but... It had been over a week that it had been released, and there was no patch at all. I put no the patch, in, nothing. Still hasn't. Oh, maybe they're just like, well, fuck, we're finally done with that <laughs> piece of shit. <laughs> move on to the next thing. Get it out and move on. <laughs> exactly. Could be, but I was, I was. That's that was my first. Weird man. That was. That my would first make me thought. nervous. It did. When I saw that there was no patch, I was like. Hang on. Because that's usually the case with like ports and shit like that. Mm. You're like, oh yeah, no port. No, nah, no patch because they they're just porting a game that already works. Like yeah. it should be fine. Yep. But, yeah. but not a new thing. Like that's pretty random and rare. So. How bizarre. Mm. I know. Very weird. But anyway, that's, uh, 
I actually one more piece of news because I'm such a uh, a Rocket League fan. Um, I read the other day that Rocket League now has 15 million people playing worldwide or have played the game in the last 12 months. That's a shitload. Um, it's an ambitious thing that you know they it cost two million bucks to actually make this game and have it released on the PlayStation a year ago. Since then, it's been ported to um, the PC and now Xbox, and it's you know cross-platform basically. Like when you're in a game and you're playing against other people, you'll play against people on each console, but you can't team up with people cross-platform. Yeah, which is pretty cool. That is um, quite. I mean, the future is now, right? Well, yeah, it's it's there, and that's it. It's tested and it works, and it doesn't seem to be having any issues at this point, which is fucking awesome. Um, but the amazing thing was when I read this article, they said that um, f- you know, it was a free game on the PlayStation when it first came out, and that it equates to, um, I think it was 60%, roughly, maybe about 55% of the actual uh, players are on the PlayStation. Then there's about 40% on the PC and then the remaining on the Xbox. But with the sales of the game, and all the DLC that's happened since, and they've had Batman cars, they've had the um, Back to the Future DeLorean. You know, there's been some really cool things that they've put in the game. Um, they've made more than 110 million from a game that cost two million to make. That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, uh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, and I, I was stoked when I read that because I I love that game. I've played it so much. Yeah, I still it's play a, it, and it's, it's a just good game. a good game. Um, and the, you don't wait sometimes. Like, you jump on to have a game, and there's no waiting. Like, there's people in the lobby waiting for games all the time. Mm. And that's cool for a game that's 12 months old. I mean, shit, like I said, a month and a half ago, I think it was, tried to have a game of Rainbow Six, um, you know, Siege. And I couldn't even get a game because no one's playing it worldwide on PC. And that's terrible. Yeah, that is pretty bad. For a I, game I've that's noticed made like that. I've noticed a lot of people um, commenting about uh, Uncharted with the same thing. Oh, really? Which is super frustrating. Mm. Because that's you know, Last of Us deal, uh, multiplayer was pretty popular. Yeah. And so they, you know, they're going down that route with Uncharted Four as well, and to have it either broken or not matchmaking very well can be really fucking annoying. Mm. Well, that was a good seg- segue, I think. Yes. Well, uh, prepare your fucking ears for some spoiler action. Oh, yeah. Hot, wet spoiler action. If that's what you're into. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to um, turn off the podcast, if you don't... Like, don't turn it off if you have yeah. played it. Don't just turn it off because it's shit. <laughs> I'll do that if, we, if it's really I mean, if shit. you want to, but yeah. we'd prefer if you kept listening. Yeah. Exactly. But if you haven't played Uncharted 4 and you don't want it spoiled, um, probably off. switch off now. Thanks for listening. And mm. uh, email us at podcast at dropbeargaming.com. Do that. Yeah. Now, fuck off. Because <laughs> we want to talk about <laughs> yeah. Uncharted 4. We're talking about Uncharted 4. So, um, Drake dies. 
No, nah, just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, seriously, turn it off if you yeah. haven't already. <laughs> I fucking got you, you bastards. All right. So, um, yeah. No, it, I fucking loved this game, man. I really did. Every, everything about it, I loved. It was and pretty fucking awesome. It was so, so good. Right from the very start, when you're a kid again, because um, they had that in, in the last one, didn't they? Yeah, Uncharted 3 had yeah. where you um, were in, like, Colombia or wherever. Yeah, and you were finding the little... The, um, you first met Sully. Yeah. That's and right. it had no mention of your fucking brother. No. Interestingly. No. And now you're doing this at the same kind of age, maybe slightly older. I think you're younger. Oh, really? Yeah, because you're in the orphanage. Uh, yeah, rather you fuck off out of the orphanage with your brother and then it says something I don't know if it's in the game or if I read it somewhere but it was like oh, oh no I think it I think it's somewhere in the game he says like oh we you know we were in and out of prison through our childhood you know if mm-hmm. one wasn't in prison the other one was sort of thing so that would be a quick uh, cover up for why he wouldn't have been there in Colombia necessarily true True. It doesn't explain why Nate was there, but anyway. Yeah, well, on the trail of Francis Drake's fucking fortune. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Actually, that doesn't make sense. He must have been... It, it must have been older. Because he changed his name. Yeah, he changes his name after the orphanage, and they find out about... The, well, they have the orphanage, and then they go to that house. So later in the game, mm. they go to the house of Evelyn, whatever her name is, um, who, by the way, I was reading a Kotaku article about it where they were suggesting that that's kind of a little bit of a nod to Tomb Raider. Oh, yeah? Because she was like a British ar- mm. archaeologist or whatever, explorer. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's a cool little nod. But, yeah, after they went to that house, they found the book that had the info about Drake and then he- they changed their names. Then he goes to Colombia or wherever in Uncharted 3 to find the ring of Drake. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. But anyway, yeah, it is. those are really cool moments. Mm. Yeah. Uh, those childhood ones. Um, and I think it was, I don't know, the design of it in a few ways was to get a little bit more understanding of his brother and the camaraderie they have and the mm. reason why they've set out on this mission now um, and why he felt that he couldn't say no to his brother. Yeah. Which was kind of cool to get a bit of backstory into it. And it really, like, introduces Nate's character. Like, you can get this background on, like, why the fuck he went to Columbia and, like, why he's an adventurer. Because Uncharted 3 gives away the fact that he's not a Drake. Yeah. Yeah, it did. So um, it was always kind of like, well, why? Why did he choose that path? So they've explained all that kind of stuff, which is um, one of the really good things about this game to me is how it manages to tie everything up, Mm. you know? And that kind of stuff really makes a big difference. Yeah, it does. It's just masterful storytelling. It really is, isn't it? Mm. And you know they, as you say, they did tie up a lot all the way through, and they also left it open 
in a way that um, you know, I thought there might be another one until the epilogue. Yeah. Because I'd had thoughts the whole way through because it's called A Thief's End. I thought, you know, initially before I started playing, I was like, fuck, if, if Nate dies in this, I'm going to be devastated. Yeah. Oh, yeah while like, I was playing it, I was like, there's no way anyone is going to die here. It's fucking, it can't happen. Yeah. And then I was thinking maybe something really bad's going to happen to Nate and that'll be the end of it. Maybe it won't be death, but something like maybe his wife, what's her name? Elena. Elena, maybe she'll die. And that'll yeah. be him going, fuck this, I can't do it anymore. Um, there was a few moments maybe where it was like that, where it was like, oh, fuck. You know, like you get that moment of like, oh, fuck, something bad's going to happen to yeah. someone here. Yeah. And then I thought his brother would probably cark it because that <laughs> would make sense. You know, like he is a fairly new character. Introduced for the game just to die in the game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I thought, you know, we're not going to, they're not going to kill off a character that they've been building for, you know, the better part of 10 or 15 years. Well, they tried that with Sully in, in was it Uncharted 3? No. Like, well, he gets shot in the first one in Drake's yeah. Fortune. Yeah. But then, so you don't really give a fuck when you're playing Drake's Fortune, Fortune and Sully gets shot. You just say, oh, there goes a character that I know nothing about and don't care about. And then later in the story, it's like, oh, no, he's alive. Yay. But in Uncharted 3, where I can't really remember Uncharted Three, but there's like a moment where he dies, or you he you, got you, shot in the book. Wasn't that Uncharted One? The little book saved him in his pocket. Yeah, I that was three. I'm pretty sure but it was one. I remember I played all those three last like six months ago, yeah. back to back within like two days or whatever. It was. But yeah, they did the whole "Oh, Sully's dead." What? type yeah. thing in Uncharted 3 and it was that's and right. people were like that's fucking bullshit don't do that to us yeah <laughs> totally but um <laughs> yeah I was playing through it and there's a few moments where I was like oh Thief Send someone's gonna die but the more I played it I was like they can't fucking kill any of these characters yeah it would just be a terrible fucking thing to do and yeah. no story is worth doing something that terrible to your fucking the people you're trying to have enjoy the story mm. um yeah, that's true. Like, uh, I it would have been too devastating, wouldn't it? Yeah. But I'm kind of, in a way, I'm annoyed that Sully didn't have a bit more to do in this one. Yeah, he was super fringe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Which was, yeah, I agree. Because it's like a love letter to the fucking th- series. Yeah, that's right. But, you know, you don't want to have him shoehorned in. And, and the story really is Nathan Drake's story. Yeah. Yeah, and the true. love the love story with Elaine has been going on since the beginning as well. So yeah, the way that was pretty full out, on, didn't it? Yeah, it was fucking intense. Mm. But then it became the you know, like in the with it when it was those two going to um or whatever the section was in the game when it was just uh him and and her. When she saved him. Yeah. Yeah. After he got shot. That's right. And they were finding their way to um, whatever the island was, or they were on the island, but finding their way to that special part, uh, El Dorado, whatever it was called. <laughs> El Dorado? Yeah, it wasn't El Dorado. Are you talking about Uncharted 4 still? <laughs> I think so. Um, <laughs> they, um, I'm pretty sure they were trying to get to the city, Libertalia. Yeah. 
They were trying to get to Libertalia to save the brother after it was revealed that his fucking story about the prison dude was bullshit. Yeah. It was like, what? That was a bit much, I thought. Oh, man. It was a big twist. Some people reckon they fucking saw it coming a mile away. I'm like, what? That totally fucking side, like, just sideswiped me. I was like, what? Yeah, me too. Yeah. Blindsided me. That's the fucking word I'm looking for. (laughs) Or sideswiped. Yeah, I was like, holy fuck, that motherfucker. I know. Yeah, because at that point, like, you'd kind of realized that Nate had nearly fucked his whole relationship. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, now you've done it for nothing, you scumbag fuck. Yeah, exactly. And, And it builds up this whole thing where you're like, you know... There's such a strong basis to, like, trust between the two of them. Mm, yeah. And then all of a sudden, this fucking asshole has screwed you. Just And completely. basically fucking been complicit to the destruction of your fucking relationship. Mm, Man, without it, any care. That pissed me right off. <laughs> I was yeah. like, son of a bitch. I don't know. It was a bit much, wasn't it? Yeah, it was heavy. What did you think of the sword fight? It was cool. I mean, you know, one of the things about this game that uh, is completely different to all the other Uncharted games? What? There was no supernatural thing. Yeah, very true. It was just a legit story of pirates and their treasure. By the way, the thief's end is Henry Avery's end as a pirate. Yeah. That's like, you get that at the end. It's like, oh, you fucking bastards. Yeah, exactly. Made us think it was going to be Drake. (laughs) You fucks. But, but at uh, the same time, it was Drake's. Yeah. Ah, uh, it was the end of... Yeah. Yeah, it was the um, end of it. The sword fight was cool. It took me a few goes to do it, mm, which was too. fucking irritating, but that's... It, it was... That's the same in all of them, I think. Pretty yeah. much all of them have had that sort of quick time event fight for a It was kind fight. of annoying at that part where it's like, if he swings from the left, do you hit X or whatever, you know? And if he swings from the right, you hit circle or whatever. Mm. And then... But it doesn't tell you what he, like, if he swings from the middle. <laughs> it's like some angles where you were fighting him where it was like, fuck, is that coming from left or right? Yeah. And, and then you, he did it quickly as well, which was yeah. fucking irritating. And then you missed it. And then it kind of, like, with me at anyway, it just fucked me. And then he just hit me two more times. You, know? you just get shanked. Yeah. It's like, God damn it. <laughs> no, Nate, no. <laughs> But there were some very interesting parts in this game. Like uh, one of the big inclusions in this, I guess, is the the use of the cars and the charge. Oh, the sheep, yeah. The jeeps. You know, there's that bit that we saw in the video where you're caning down back streets and, you know, through vacant bits of property between, you know, houses and things like that. Mm. Um, being well, chased by... Chasing, yeah. yeah. Um, or APC or whatever it is. Yeah, and that was pretty cool. Um, I did not understand the end bit. Like, you've got to kind of jump and, like, the, the truck, you're driving in the Jeep and then there's a truck with your brother getting shot at on a, on the back of a motorbike and you've got to drive next to the bridge and jump and... Grab onto something. Yeah, yeah, grapple hook your bloody, uh, some kind of random crane arm or some shit. Yeah. And then swing up and jump onto the thing and punch everyone. But (laughs) I didn't see that coming the very first time. 
and I've I've just gone caning down and I've and you almost die. died so many times and then I see that there's like no more road there's just a fence and then there's like a little you know I guess like a what do they call it like a um a pier yeah you know, that little extra bit yeah it and, got me uh, the first time as well yeah I was just driving along and I'm just like holy fuck what do I do and then I hit the wall or the fence and I'm like well, that sucked. Yeah. I can't go anywhere now. And then, yeah, I realized the second time I did it, oh, shit, if I drive down there, and then I drove down, and then I saw the arm, and it was like, oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, that got me the first time as well. So, anyway. But, yeah, the other part with the Jeep, when you're in Africa, or was it Africa? No, it was Madagascar, wasn't it? Madagascar, yeah, with, um, you know, winching up hills and stuff. I think we talked about that a little bit on the previous podcast. Yeah, we have mentioned oh, it. Maybe. Um, but, yeah, that's, that stuff was really fun, I it thought. It was, and huge. Like, it was massive. There was a big and area to explore around. Yeah, and it was just interesting, like, the conversations being had. That's the... the I've used this analogy a few times with a few people that have played the game and everyone has agreed with me. The, the cheekiness in the conversation of this game is in a lot of ways what Lara Croft has been missing for so long. Banter. Uh, yeah. Like there's, they're a very similar kind of game in mm. so many ways, except the dryness of Lara Croft is... The kind of Brady, yeah. compared to you know the the Uncharted games. Well, they were going for to fun. They're going for more being like gritty or something like that, mm. I guess. Which is fair enough. I mean, oh yeah, you got to separate yourself. But this, I think, is uh, so much stronger in its following for so many people because it's fun mm. and it's it, you the hear characters. You hear funny shit from characters and it just makes you laugh and then you, you feel a connection with those characters. But I never really felt that with any you know, of the Tomb Raider games for Lara Croft. Mm. So, but yeah. anyway. What were you saying about, uh, about the section with Elena where they were going towards Libertalia? Yeah, I was just thinking you know, how they'd kind of... He was trying to apologize for a lot of what the shit that he'd put her through. Mm, and she was like, well, this is not really a good time. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about this later. But then it kind of just became a joke. And it they'd started kind of joking about it a little bit and things like that. And so I guess it's just coping with it. I yeah, point, which yeah, you're in danger and it's understandable, but whatever. It's kind of like revealing the humanity, like a human way of dealing with it. Because in that situation, it's not like she can go, well, fuck you, we're going to sit down and talk about this. Like his brother is, you know, yeah. in danger. Um, but, yeah, it was... It just seemed kind of... The emotions in that section seemed a little rushed for me. Yeah. And, you know, compared to the rest of the game where they did play it out a lot differently. Um, yeah, there was... Yeah. I think the pacing overall was pretty good, but there was a couple of things where it was like, eh, you know, mm. like some stuff dragged out for way too fucking long. Yeah, true. In sections, but... um. So, what would you say are your fav- was your favourite moment? Like, we'll get into the epilogue in a little bit, um, but like... the. 
I, I think we should kind of finish on the epilogue, actually. But yeah. So standout parts, like for me, were the Jeep section was mm-hmm. really cool. Just exploring around, like to have an open world so, sort of game inside the game was fucking cool. Yeah. Um, the when you get to there's like a building with a big dome on the top of it mm-hmm. in yeah. the on the pirate island. Yeah. After you go through all this drama with your brother to fucking find Avery's second town, like you get to Libertalia and then you've got to get to the second town, whatever it was called, New Devon or something like that. Yeah. And you're like, you're like, oh yes, we've made it to Libertalia and there's, you know, we're going to find the treasure and it's this big area of like overgrown foresty kind of stuff which is you know last of us yeah style totally and then you climb up this building and you're standing on the roof of this fucking domed building looking over and you're like oh yeah there's new devon the new town over there we've got to head over there that's where the treasure is and there's just like this sweeping landscape that view was awesome where the- that like, was the only part. Sorry to interrupt you. That was the only part of the game where I used that camera. Yeah, thing. me too. I I did a couple of times, but that was one where I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, it's so beautiful and so picturesque. Mm. Well, the thing with that photo thing is like you don't like as you're playing, you're like, "Oh, this is a cool picture," but I don't know about anyone else, but for me, when I'm playing it, I forget the functionality yeah. of the photo mode because when you go into it. You can change where the camera, like you can zoom right out and completely mm. change the view, so you can get really fucking cool shots that you wouldn't even think of if you're just focusing on what you're seeing in the game. You know, so true. It was fucking cool, but yeah, that bit was a great example for it because when you start climbing down, that like you're at the top of the building and then you slowly start climbing down, and it zooms out from you. Mm. the game's camera automatically fucking zooms out and gives you this big view, the view of that little mount, sort of mountain in the background that looks like that gaping mouth sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. was so fucking cool. But the my, I would say my favorite part of all of that game was probably the clock tower. I think I mentioned it in the last episode as well, but it was like this, the puzzle section in that big clock tower. Mm-hmm. And then it's collapsing. Yeah. It's just a fucking crazy moment. Yeah, that was, it was pretty good. super fucking cool. What about yeah. you? Um, I don't know. The one thing that really seemed to stand out for me was, oh, there was a few obviously, but the one thing that I keep going back to that I felt probably the biggest connection with Nate during the whole game was when he washed up on the island first and it's piercing down with rain and he's obviously injured and he's just kind of like stumbling over things and, you know, it, when he when he was climbing up the rocks and stuff, he was slipping a lot. Yeah. And it, I don't know, it really did portray that he was hurting at that point. And he'd lost his brother and he was just willing himself to try and keep going. And, you know, he'd he'd climb up onto a ledge and then he'd roll over onto his back and just be like, oh, my God. You know, and I don't know. I I haven't felt that in a game before, really. Like, the hero normally gets injured, but then they heal pretty quickly. Mm. And it didn't do it as much in... 
was it number two or three? I think it was the start of number two on the train. You know, when he's like jumping around and stuff and, you know, he's fallen out of the train, the train's hanging off the cliff and he's got to climb his way back up and he's like jumping from chairs and things like that. Nimbly, bimbly, tree to tree. Yeah, that's, yep, okay. (laughs) Um, But, uh, yeah, in this, he, he didn't really so much have those moments of not being injured and still being able to jump like he wasn't injured. Like he he did really look and sound fucked up, and I thought that part was awesome because yeah. it added some real danger to it, and it was like shit. I've got to be careful in controlling what I'm doing with him because he can't do the things that he can normally do, and it just was weird. Like I don't know why. I don't. I've never felt that before for the protagonist. So I thought that was really well done, the way they put that together, mm-hmm. and then. He did eventually fall and knock himself out kind of thing. Like he was so injured that he just fell at one point in like a cave or whatever it was. And then he's just like, oh, and then passed out. Yeah. Like it got just too much. And then he woke up and then you were like, oh, shit, all right, keep going. But (laughs) yeah, yeah, the rain had stopped and I thought that was pretty fucking awesome. Um, Apart... Uh, the the clock tower as well for me was amazing. You know, I thought the puzzle wasn't that fantastic, mm. but the way it all came falling down, the and visuals then, of it, yeah. And then <laughs> when <laughs> when they left, and there's like they walk out the front door into the market again, and there's yeah. all these people just staring at them like, what the fuck? And they're like, oh hey, how are you going? That's <laughs> like yeah, quite, quite just, a clock tower you've got here. Yeah. It's really good. You just destroyed it. And then you walk out like, yeah, whatever, you know, nothing happened. Don't know what you're talking about. But, um, yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's another one of those moments where the banter is just like, yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But, I don't know, I also liked some of the bits that, like there was a part when Nate and Sam get to... um, I think it's when they first find the settlement, like um, what's what was it called? The the Battaglia, the Battaglia, or... yeah. And they're kind of wandering around and just running through buildings and stuff like that. And then they find like a tavern, I suppose, and there's just two chairs, and you can have a conversation because in this game, it's one of the extra things that you can the do. optional conversations. Yeah, it's a, can, it was a thing yeah. that they had in. Um, the Last of Us. Yeah, it was too as well, yeah. But in this part, like they're walking in and then they just sit there and have a conversation. And they're both looking out on, you know, this amazing thing that no one in 300 years has seen before. And they're just pretending to have a beer at a tavern. And they're talking about, you know, they're apologizing to each other for things and talking about stuff that happened when they were kids. And I don't know, it, it was just riveting. You know, if you weren't probably a fan of the game or whatever, you know, the series, you wouldn't really care too much. Mm. But it was just like, you know, there, there wasn't that stupid banter at that point. It was just very great storytelling. Mm. And fucking awesome blew me away just little things like that you know, and they incorporated the 
the scenery and the conversation together and it would just I don't know it's little things in that game for me yeah so, it's a, a definite masterpiece yeah yeah um yeah fuck it's so good I've got to play through it again I wanted to play through it on crushing difficulty oh yeah and then I got distracted by other shit but yeah uh, that'll happen I'd I like definitely, to play through it again as well I want to play through all of them in a row wow but I'd need to like take a fucking week off work <laughs> Yeah, you're talking about like 50 hours. Yeah, well, I could put, I could knock it over in a week. Yeah, definitely. Easy. <laughs> if that's all you had to do. Yeah. Yeah. Bit well, hard like when you're just, working. Yeah, I'm not going to work. No way. Look at that. Sorry, why? What? Why do you need time off? Uh, I don't know if you know. Uh, <laughs> but, Uncharted Four. Remember that last time I took time off work? <laughs> yeah. I've decided to do it again, <laughs> and I'm going to play through all of the other games yep. in a row. And if you don't like it, you can basically get fucked. And they'll be like, oh, we see how it is. Yeah, exactly. Uh, don't fine. worry. You know what? You can have more than a week off. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You can no. take as much time as you need, son. Um, don't the, to come back. So how did you feel about the epilogue? So, cause, okay, so you get the ending, and it's like, fuck yeah, cool. They're, you know, Elena and Drake are going to sort this shit out. It's going to be great. That's how I felt anyway. I was like, yeah, yeah sweet. And then it cuts to, uh, for, they were arguing about something and they're like, oh, I'll play you for it. Yeah, same, that's right. Yeah. The same as at the beginning, beginning when they were the dishes. about the dishes. Yeah. And then it cuts to Crash Bandicoot again, which, by the way, okay, so it's a fucking cool touch putting it in. Yeah. But this, that last time when it came on and I was like, I was like, yeah, this is great, but if I could skip this, that'd be awesome. Mm. It's not, you can't skip it. The only way you can skip it is by dying. By dying three times. Three yeah. times, which is fucking annoying. Yeah. And then, like, you like you do that, and then it's like, oh, wow, it's fucking the daughter. Yeah. Or it's a kid. Like, it's pretty obviously their daughter, but it, mm. it was just a kid initially. And yeah, then, you're like, oh, it's a kid. That's fucking weird. Yeah, and then you get up and kind of wander around the house and see family pictures and things, and Nate's older. It doesn't look like either of them had aged 10 or 12 years or whatever it was. Probably 20 or something, unless they were pre- had a kid like straight, straight, straight away. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, she looked exactly the same. He just had some grey hair. Neither of them looked any different, which was kind of weird. Yeah. Because understandable. Oh, she had a little like, bit of wrinkles and shit. Yeah, a little bit. But, I mean, that period, like, to where they, the age they were when the game ended would be roughly 35. Yeah. Just based on all the shit that they've gone through. And then between 35 and anywhere up to 50, you know, you age a lot in that period. Your body changes, fucking everything changes. You know what I mean? Like, that's a Mate, huge difference in your life. Your fucking life. Hey, your come on now, come on. Fucking age. I won't bring up the UTI. Let's just move on. Um, <laughs> You're talking about me, there. or no. <laughs> I don't have any confidence. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. No, but Never you mind. do. Like, they would have looked very different. And I think they probably could have put a little bit more of that into it just to make it a 
bit more obvious because the girl looked maybe 13. yeah 13 I would say as well but they looked maybe a few years older and that's it yeah so it was a bit weird they're just beautiful people that don't maybe. age they just don't age yeah exactly they don't die they'll live forever I mean they get shot a hundred thousand times and they're still running around and they die a lot and then they're still running around <laughs> <laughs> fall off cliffs and then they're still running around. So how did you feel about the, the epilogue in general? Like, so you've got um, a daughter there, you explore the house and you can you have the option to go and look at all these interactive things. Yeah. And then you go to the beach house, separate beach house thing. and um, Find his keys. And it's, yeah, there's like a cupboard with all these fucking relics from the good old days. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, what the fuck is this all about? Yeah, it starts finding photos of all the adventures they'd been on and, you know, some scary shit. Mm. And, yeah, to be honest, I thought that was pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I I was mixed on it. Mm. Uh, well, as a, as a parent, like, there are things that my kids will never know about me. And I want it that way. Yeah. And like there's parts of things that I did that I don't want my kids to know that I've done. Like that time you murdered 10 people. <laughs> Fuck. No, yeah, so don't listen to the... Uh, edit, edit that out. Yeah. I'll, 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 I'll let my kids listen to this filth. Um, <laughs> so it should be all right. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. It's just the way it is. Like there's things about our parents that we will never, ever know. Things about my parents I don't want to fucking know. Yeah. Like anything to do with anything about them, really. (laughs) Really. Shit. Don't really care. (laughs) Wow. Too harsh. If you found the key to their closet, you just go, nope. (laughs) Just put it back in the drawer, close the drawer. What is this trash? Throw the key in the bin. (laughs) But, um, no, that I like, I I thought that was really cool. Like, he wanted to keep you know his life that part of his life so that he could remember it and that was his reminiscing cupboard you know what i mean like that was all of the shit that had been well in the games that was all the shit that was important that he wanted to remember and then she came across it and she was like wow look at all this shit like photos of my parents with shotguns sitting on like fucking chests of gold and you know like random shit if you found that kind of stuff you'd be like, hang on a sec, what's going on? That's not my parents, you know? There's no way. Yeah, that'd be weird, actually, mm. now that you so, mention it. <laughs> like, I thought it was really well done because that's kind of how she reacted. And then she's like, i got some questions for you guys when they walked in the door. And it it made it so fucking human. Like, that's a real human thing that we won't know the things about our parents unless we randomly come across them. And that might be a shock to us when we do, but we don't think about the fact that our parents had a life, you know, before we came along and they did shit that we won't ever know about. Mm. And we don't think about it ever. And when that happened in the game, it actually really made me go, wow, that's fucking awesome that they even bothered to put that in especially in a game, you know, like maybe you'd understand in a 
movie or a sitcom, but in a game, you know, it's going to reach and it just shows that it's reaching a totally different age group now of people who are playing these games because that's hardcore fucking emotional shit. Yeah. And you have to be of a certain age, I think, to really understand it and to appreciate it. And the fact that they wrote it in there for that age group, I thought was awesome. Yeah, I think, well, I don't know. It's it's heavy material in general, the game. It's not for kids. No. Um, and to be fair, Uncharted's always been kind of been known as this sort of emotional type thing. Yeah. No, it's been this fun fun times type thing as well, but uh, there's a lot of emotional shit going on in all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, true. I thought the pacing was really off. In the whole game? In the in the epilogue. Yeah. I thought it just went from like, oh, you're cool, you've had this nice little ending. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, wait a minute, it's not, we're not done yet. Yeah. No, that's true. And I found it a little bit uh, lacking in direction. And it's just wandering. Mm. And it very much reminded me of that first part of... Um, the last of us where you're the girl and you've got to come downstairs and it's like, dad, you know, where are you? And you're just kind of wandering around. It was exactly the same. Yeah. Which is cool. But it's like, you know, you've gone through this whole big thing and it's like, wow, the fucking game is finished. And then you're like, Oh, wait a minute. I got this extra bit that kind of feels tacked on. Yeah. Yeah. Cause everything's tied up neatly. And then it's like, Oh wait, fan service. Yeah, we need to end it, let you know that we've ended it. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. I enjoyed it, but I thought it was kind of weird. Just not quite right, you know what I mean? Mm. But that's the thing, yeah, I did find it a bit, like I said, drawn out that bit. Because yeah, you like, you walk out of the house and it's like, oh, there's another building, I can walk to that. And then you just walk along the beach till you get to it. Or you can go down and check out the boat. And talk to the dog. Yeah. You know, and it's like, hang on a second. This is, it just seemed a bit weird. Yeah. But. I mean, I I'm not complaining that. because it's complete fan service. It's like that in the, um, right at the beginning when you're in the fucking attic of the house. Yeah, exactly. And you've got those, you know, the pictures hanging from the roof with the, the pictures of the fucking guys you've killed. <laughs> yeah. And there's all these relics from the past, you know, and even the initial credit credits run um, where it has all these sort of moments from the previous games. Uh, the sketchings and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. It was well, cool see, that, was, that was the other thing that I kind of liked about how in the end, in the epilogue, he had everything locked away because in that part where he's walking around in the attic, everything's just out and open. Cause just laying around because it's, it's, yeah. Yeah, he's not hiding anything at that point. But, you know, then obviously his life has changed at the end of the game in the epilogue and that's where he keeps it all because he's protecting it, not from being stolen, just from being found out. Yeah, so, I don't know, it was interesting. Just that that little connection. That um, yeah, but <clears throat> honestly, overall, 
if you had to put, you know, like a word or a number on it, what would you say? Oh, for like a review? Yeah. I'd probably go nine and a half out of ten. Yeah? Maybe nine. Oh, yeah, the yeah. downside for me is, like I said, the um, the pacing is a little bit off in some places. Mm. But in general, I mean, it's a fucking masterpiece. I'm not going to say, oh, don't play it. It's a fucking half a point short of being perfect because there's no such thing as a perfect game. Well, I would give it a 10. Not because it is a perfect game, but it is probably the best game I've ever played. And that's a huge comment. Mm. I know that. I do understand that. But the amount of joy and love and all the fucking emotions that I felt during that game and the excitement to want to keep playing it and all those types of things, like, to me, that was perfect. And apart from the small little bits inside the game that were annoying, I was not really at all bored playing it. You know, there were some parts that were a bit frustrating, but not to the point of annoying me mm. because there was still, even with those little bits like the, you know, the pacing yeah, might have been off, there was still something like a bit of banter going on or there was graphically it was beautiful in those sections. You know? yeah. it was still, yeah, yeah. There was still something there at all times throughout the game. And it's... I can't think of another game that's even come close to it for giving me everything that I got through that. Mm. So fucking stoked. So happy with that game. And to me, it is at this point, the most perfect game I've ever played. It's pretty good. Um, yeah. I think it will probably be game of the year unless something fucking incredible comes out, uh, which I doubt. <laughs> yeah like I've, what else is there yeah. what else is there coming out FIFA 17 <laughs> on the new uh, is it Enigma um, engine Infinity I don't know it starts with an I yeah something like I know that. Enigma doesn't but maybe it did with you know EA's Enigma Enigma <laughs> who knows but anyway um yeah, I can't see anything that will be – see, that that's also, like, a big comment as well because if something does come out, like, if it's a new IP, then it's also competing a, of 20 years of my love for that game. Mm. And the fact that they finished it so perfectly in so many ways just was beautiful. And, you know, that's – there is no new IP that is obviously going to have any kind of effect like that. So, yeah, the, the, it's, the, yeah. it's stacked in the favor of Uncharted, isn't it? Certainly is. But it, they did a beautiful job of it. Like I said in the last podcast, the fact that they didn't just go and try and fix all the things that were inherently and you know inherently evil about Uncharted, like the shooting and all that kind of stuff, like they kept it there for a reason they mm. could have tweaked it they could have changed it because it's always been the the you know sticking point of uncharted games was the fact that the shooting's always been shit 
Yeah. Yeah. So they kept it there. They didn't even try to fuck around with it. And that's awesome. So, yeah, I don't know. Definitely at this point, my game of the year. And I can't see that changing either. Mm. Homefront is definitely not going to change my mind on that one. So, you sure? <laughs> you sure, though? At this point. <laughs> you never, never know. There could be something really good in the next bit that you're about to get up to. True. True that. Anyway, <laughs> I think that we should end it there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we're we're done. Um, yeah. It's been a good podcast, long enough. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you have any thoughts about Uncharted Four, feel free to. Oh, we have a shout out before we uh, go. Oh yeah. Yes, you sent me a text message about it. Oh, yes, and a, a little email from a little one of our regular listeners, one of our many regular listeners, which we do enjoy getting. Um, are you going <clears> to <throat> mention it? You don't have to sure. read it out, but... Okay. Well, Dave, Fingerbum sent us a lovely message saying that he'd been quite busy um, and unable to listen to us, but he's looking forward to being able to catch up with all the shows that he's missed very soon. Hmm. So well, that was... he's probably caught up to them all by now. So. He probably has, yeah. But, um, yeah, big shout-out to you, mate. Thank you for getting in contact. That was nice. So if anyone else wants to contact us, it's podcast at drobogaming.com, as I mentioned earlier. Mm. And um, go to the website and uh, yeah. You don't have to go to the website. I probably don't have to really do. Nah, it's pretty fucking shit. (laughs) It is. It needs an upgrade, but I really, like, honestly, cannot be fucking bothered. That's fair enough. I've got a lot of shit going on. All right. Well, we're going to finish it there because we've got other shit going on. So let's go and do that. Yeah. All right. Cool. You got to go play some Homefront, and I'm yeah. going to continue playing a Prison Architect that I've been doing the whole time we've been recording. Yes, you have. I've noticed your uh, distance. But anyway, only at times. I've been oh, yeah. like I put the controller down once or twice. But hey, look, I got a fucking I got pri- I got prisoners yeah. that need to be cared dealt for, with. Dealt know? with. Yeah. I've actually got trophies that I need to be fucking getting. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll leave you go do that, mate. All right. All right. Too easy. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening, everyone. Mm, thanks for joining us. See you later. Bye.